Hello and welcome to, to Sunday School. Uh, we're again uh, looking in the Connect 360 book, uh, Praise Him. It's a study of the book of Job in the Old Testament. So I, I hope that you're finding uh, material in these lessons that you can relate to in life. Uh, certainly the experiences of Job were in a, in a sense to an extreme from what we, we read, the calamity that came to him in one day was phenomenal and overwhelming. Um, and today we're on lesson number five. And the title to today's lesson is, Why Me, Lord? And we're going to be looking at Job chapter seven. Uh, there are also some parallel passages that go along with this lesson, which you can look at in your own time if you'd like to. And they're found in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 10. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 10. Also, uh, Psalm 4, verse 8. And then Matthew chapter 8, verse 24 through 26. Well, uh, you know, Job, uh, in all his calamity, came to a point where he felt like uh, he didn't understand what was going on. And so uh, the title of the lesson then becomes pretty appropriate. It's a, it's a question that perhaps you and I have asked ourselves also when when life seems to get off track and things go awry and we're not happy with the outcomes or we're not happy with the circumstances where we find ourselves, we might ask along with Job, why me, Lord, or what have I done that's bringing this calamity about uh, in my life? So do we ask that question? Uh, well, we usually would ask that question when things aren't going well. I think it's a fair question, though, to, uh, to, to pose to ourselves would I ask that when things are going right? When life is on track and there are no calamities and things are looking up and looking wonderful, uh, do we then go to God and say, why me? Why are you blessing me in, these, in this way? Well, with Job, it was the opposite. Things were negative, not going well, so he asked God, why me? The main idea of the lesson, which is found on page number 70, it says, you will never be able to deal with all the demands life throws your way without having the strength of Christ in your life. We need Jesus Christ to make it through life unscathed. We need him when times are good, we need him when times are bad. So that's the main idea. Um, the question to explore is, when I can't sleep, do I listen for God's voice? You might be wondering, why is that question put there? Why is that the question to explore. Well, here in Job chapter 7, we find out that one of the things that was really bothering Job at this particular point was insomnia. He couldn't sleep. There were so many bad things that happened, and he was physically not well, and he was emotionally distraught, and all that came together um, and brought about insomnia for him, which we'll see in just a moment. Well, let's go ahead and look uh, at Job chapter 7. We'll read this passage along, stop as we go along, and make a few comments. Uh, if you're going to outline this passage in Job 7, verse 1 through 21, uh, the first section would be verse 1 through uh, verse number 10, and that is, No Rest for the Weary. So that would be the title to this part of the outline, No Rest for the Weary. All right, Job 7, verse 1. Is a person not forced to labor on earth? And are his days not like the days of a hired worker? As a slave pants for the shade, and as a hired worker who eagerly waits for his wages, so I am allotted uh, worthless months and nights of trouble 
or apportioned to me. So Job, who has been living as good and righteous a life as he possibly could, maybe had in the back of his mind that he would be rewarded for those acts of righteousness and for being good. Uh, we all work, as, the, as some people say, we all work for payday. Well, if, if Job approached God with that thought in mind, then he would be thinking to himself, the pay is not worth the effort uh, if he just looked at it based on the circumstances of his life. Uh, he says, I am allotted worthless months and nights of trouble are appointed to me. In other words, nights of trouble, I can't sleep. I would feel so much better if I got a good night's rest. We have perhaps said the same thing before when things weren't going well. Job said in verse 4, when I lie down, I say, when shall I arise? But the night continues, and I am continually tossing until dawn. I'm uh, tossing back and forth in the bed. Just can't get comfortable. Sleep doesn't come. And so he says, when I go to bed, I'm just wondering, when will the night be over? Maybe when the morning comes, he says, just when will the day be over? He's just not satisfied day or night. Things aren't going well for him. But the night continues, and I am constantly tossing until dawn. Verse 5, my flesh is clothed with magnets and a crust of dirt. My skin hardens and oozes. So we know he was, uh, he was sitting outside the city. He was on the ash heap. We, in an earlier lesson, saw where he'd been scraping his wounds uh, uh, with something because he was itching so bad, and they were open sores oozing and crusting over. And so that's what he was describing for us there. From head to toe, uh, he was covered in sores, a very painful situation, uh, which made him just very miserable. My skin hardens and oozes. Verse 6, my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, and they come to an end without hope. Day after day, coming and going, coming and going. If you've, you've ever been in a, in a weave room in a cotton mill, and I have been a, many years ago when I worked in the cotton mill, in the weave room, those shuttles are just so fast you can hardly see them on the machine. And Job was kind of comparing that uh, to his, his days. He says they're just coming and going, just, just uh, unstopping. Misery day after day after day for him. Verse 7, he says, I remember that my life is a mere breath, and my eye will not see goodness again. So in the middle of losing his children, losing his businesses, in the middle of getting sick physically and emotionally distraught, and now he says, I'm coming to a place where I feel like there's not any hope. Life is a mere breath. My eye will not see goodness again. Uh, very often, if someone loses family members, several right after another in a short period of time, they get to a point, they, they begin to feel uh, hopeless and they begin to, to, to feel a sense of dread and doom, like there's going to be one loss after another. And Job was in that place too, because in that one day's time, he lost so much. And after that uh, came on the, the emotional feelings and uh, the insomnia and being sick in body and, and so for him, there wasn't a feeling of hope. It was more dread and doom and wondering, will I ever see good times again? If you've gone through really hard grief, maybe you have felt that too. The passing of a child or a spouse or someone that was very close to you, uh, maybe you lose them and it just turns your world upside down and you begin to wonder, will I ever get back to a place of normal? Will there ever be hope for me? In verse 8, we read, The eye of him who sees me will no longer look at me. So for Joe, he was saying, that, in a sense, that in all this trouble, the place I would go to, 
uh, normal in the normal circumstances of life was God, and I felt very hopeful and fulfilled in going to Him. But now He's saying, I can't even go there. It feels like God won't look to me. He says, Your eyes will be on me, but I will not exist. And when a cloud vanishes, it is gone. In the same way, one who goes down to Sheol does not come up. He will not return to his house again. Everything that was normal and comfortable in Job's life had evaporated. It was not there anymore. He didn't feel at home in his own life. And I think that's probably a pretty good uh, description of how people feel when they really go through grief or they have extreme loss in their life. They begin to feel like a stranger in their own life. And that's how Job felt too. Uh, he felt like he was a stranger in his own life. Nor will his place know about him anymore. Then we transition to the next part of the outline, which would be verses number 11 through 21. And that is, the title there would be Nothing to Lose. Let's see what is written for us there. He says, Therefore I will not restrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. So in the middle of all the pain that was going on, you know, for seven days, Job had sat quietly uh, on the ash. He didn't say anything. His friends were there with him. No one was talking to Job. Job wasn't talking to them. But Job came to a point where he says, in the anguish of my spirit, I've got something to say. I've got to express what's going on and what I'm, what I'm feeling. And when he said that, he followed it up with this phrase. He said, I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. I'm, I'm going I'm to talk about what I'm feeling. I'm going to get these feelings out of me. Uh, I've got to express them. And so he expressed them to his friends. Uh, he would express them uh, to God. He would make his complaint to the Lord as well. Uh, in verse 12, am I the sea or the sea monster that you set a guard against me? If I say my couch will comfort me, my bed will ease my, my complaint, then you frighten me with dreams. So he says, I'm, I've got insomnia, the earlier part of this passage. Then he says, but when I feel like I can get comfort on my bed or my couch and I do go to sleep, then I have, have nightmares. So he wants to sleep, but even in sleep, there's anguish of spirit and problems come to him. And he says, then I'm frightened of my dreams. I don't know what the dreams were. Maybe he was dreaming, having nightmares about the loss of his children or about uh, maybe there were dreams about the loss of his servants whom he might have known personally in these businesses. Um, maybe he was thinking about all that had been lost that affected so many people, the ripple effects in life. And he says, my dreams frighten me and they terrify me by visions so that my soul will choose suffocation, death rather than my pains. That's saying a lot, isn't it? I'd rather have death than feel the pains of my life. Now, how many people have gone through that before? How many of, of you might be feeling that right now where you would say that I'm not real sure my life is really worth the living because it's bringing to me one calamity after another, one loss after another? Uh, maybe in the last year you've had, had several friends or loved ones to pass away or people who've gotten really sick or there have been other things to happen to you. Maybe you're sick in your body, you're not healthy, you're not feeling good, and, and you might would echo what Job says, that death, would rather than my pains, I'd rather be dead than feel what I'm going through right now. 
maybe you've known someone in the past who had a loved one to pass away and maybe they went through months or years of grief and then as their life was coming down to a close and you would talk to them about what they were feeling or experiencing, maybe they would say that I'm looking forward to this life being over because I know there's a better place for me to go to. I'll be reunited with my spouse or my children or whoever has gone on before them. So to them, they began to realize that this life is not all that there is. Um, death can bring about for us uh, something so much, so much better in a sense. It can be a relief, a relief to those who are right with God. In verse 16, we read, I waste away. I will not live forever. As we age, we do begin to realize that uh, there is something else. There's another life. Uh, that we're not destined to be in this world forever. Uh, this world is not our eternal destination. It is not our eternal home. Uh, we're destined to be somewhere else. And Job was coming to that conclusion as well when all things were looking so negative to him. He says, leave me alone for my days are only a breath. What is man that you exalt him and that you are concerned about him? That you examine him every morning and put him to the test every moment. So he felt like every minute of the day, every moment of the day was a test being put out to him. And he didn't know how to handle it because this was such a new experience. It doesn't mean his life had been completely trouble-free. But he had had a very blessed life, and he knew it was a blessed life. Now, he and his children would get together on feast days, would celebrate with one another, and then they would make offerings to God. So they, they had devotion and worship times with the family. And now, in an instant, all that's erased. And now he feels like every minute of the day, every moment of my life is a test, and I don't know what the outcome will be. Verse 19 Will you never turn your gaze away from me, nor leave me alone until I swallow my spittle? Is this all there's going to be? And then he got to the crux of the problem, that inner struggle that he was feeling in verse 20, when he said, have I sinned? Am I going through this trouble in my life because of sin? What have I done to you, watcher of mankind? God, are you judging me by all the things that's taking place in my life? How many of us have been reduced to that question before uh, where we look at our life and we begin to struggle with that on the spiritual level and begin to wonder, uh, what have I done? Have I wronged God that God would do this to me? Verse 21, why then do you not forgive my wrongdoing and take away my guilt? If all this calamity is because of sin in my life, then I'm repenting of that. Can't you stop this anguish from taking place in my life? Now, of all the things Job was experiencing, one of the things that touched him the most deeply we find in these verses here, because what Job is really saying is, I feel like I have no fellowship with God. And Job had, up until this point, always been in close fellowship with God. He felt God's presence. He knew God was there with him. And so now, for him to think that maybe my sin has caused me to break fellowship with God, that became too much for him. It was an awful lot for him to be carrying around. And so he says here, for now I will lie down in the dust and you will search for me, but I will no longer exist. So Job was going through this horrible time, not knowing the, uh, why, um, why am I going through this? What's this about? Why me, Lord? Have I sinned? That was what he was wrestling with. 
That ought to remind us a little bit about what the Apostle Paul went through in the New Testament. Uh, when he was afflicted, we don't, we don't know what Paul's affliction was, but it's, we, we find about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And, and so Paul went to God several times asking about having that thorn in his flesh, as he describes it, removed. And so finally God asks, answers him. He, uh, Paul says, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Power is perfected in weakness. If we can somehow recast the problems that we go through and recognize that uh, God didn't cause those problems, but certainly God can use those problems to bring about his grace in greater measure in our life, that might bring us a sense of comfort and help us to know that God really is there. He has not abandoned us in the midst of hardship. He said, Paul says, Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. That doesn't mean that the problems go away. It doesn't mean that life, by, by accepting the grace of God, makes life perfect. Uh, that's not what is going on here at all, but it, it is saying that um, we know that God works and blesses us in good and bad times. If you're going through a tough time right now, know this. God's grace is with you. He will sustain you. He wants to be there with you. He will use what you're going through. God does not waste bad or good experiences. So if you're going through a bad time right now, be honest with God about where you're at. Express those inner feelings, those thoughts to him. Trust in his grace the best you can. Let us pray. My Father, we thank you for this day, for your blessings to us, and the grace that certainly does sustain us when life is going well and when life is not going well, when things are negative. Be with all those, dear Lord, who struggle right now. May your grace certainly come to them and be sufficient in their time of trouble. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Would God bless you and keep you? May he make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Take care and God be with you.